0: Jen, did you see Kamala Harris's speech?
1: I did not because I was doing an interview that you guys will see tomorrow.
0: OK, so.
1: But I saw parts of it.
0: So I watched Kamala Harris's speech. Um, first of all, I want to be clear. I, I want to be clear. Um, I don't think Kamala Harris's speech is bad. Um, I think that. Regardless of my feelings politically, um, it's fine to acknowledge this is a good thing that uh, a woman of color uh, is one of the top two uh, president or vice president. First time it's ever happened. Um, I could say that with a straight face. Uh, this is not the woman of color that I would have preferred to be uh vice president or president but i do think uh for our history uh, uh in the united corporations of america particularly in this moment of racial uh reckoning that um it should be noted that it's historic and it's a good thing uh regardless of who it is um i would think you agree jen right
1: absolutely i mean we all know kamala harris is not not who we wanted it's you know we could have had a Nina turner vp even a um you know barbara lee would have been great So with that aside, with policies aside, which I know it's hard for all of us to put policies aside, but it is historic. It is good um, that she's she's a woman. She's a black woman. um, She's also Indian. So I think, yeah, I think we do need to acknowledge that, that those are historic good things.
0: Right. Uh, so that's the where my kindness ends. And I don't really care what the, <laughs> I don't really care what the wine mom say. I don't care what uh, the resistance says. I don't care if the RNC sends out emails with my tweets. I don't care. Uh, I'm just going to keep it real because as dangerous as Trump is, um, I think the status quo is just as dangerous. Frankly, I think Biden might be a regression from the status quo, actually. So first, I want to make the note that I want to play this CNN clip before Kamala Harris's speech, because I think it says it pretty accurately what Biden and Harris and how they're going to run their campaign for the next three months, which... I don't know, unless you have amnesia, seems to be exactly the way Hillary Clinton ran her campaign. Let's take a look.
2: That as important as it is to have excitement for a ticket in any year, in any uh, scenario, the the Biden campaign still is on a track right now to, they hope, keep this a referendum on the president Mm -hmm. and keep this a referendum on the president's leadership or they argue, lack of leadership in so many ways, but most importantly right now during this pandemic. And so, you know, they definitely want people to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But they also want to keep everybody, you know, kind of zeroed in on the notion that Donald Trump should get fired. And Mm -hmm. they just want to make sure that these two are acceptable to be replacements. For Joe, for Mm -hmm. for Donald Trump, it may be an obvious notion, but it's 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 really different uh, than we've seen in so many times in the past when you have uh, an incumbent president.
0: Jen, in that clip, I mean, Dana Bash is a CNN Dana Dana, excuse me, is a (laughs) CNN reporter. And she's saying that the Biden campaign, uh, you know, yes, ideally, we'd love excitement for a presidential campaign. But the Biden campaign is very, very keen on keeping this a referendum on Donald Trump. Well, 2016 wasn't necessarily a referendum on Donald Trump because it was an open election and and Trump wasn't the incumbent. But it was certainly a, you know, dart throw uh, at Donald Trump. uh, Never ending. Trump is the Antichrist. Trump is Hitler. Trump is dangerous. Vote for me. There was no like. Bold vision, the Hillary Clinton's bold vision was Medicare for all will never, ever, ever come to pass. (laughs) Um, So CNN is basically saying and they know, I mean, they're talking to Biden campaign people. They're all in the same club. They all go to the same cocktail party that you're not going to actually hear anything that's going to necessarily inspire not the Biden base. Like the older African-American women, they're coming out regardless, particularly now with Kamala Harris. Uh, The older, you know, white MSNBC viewers, they're coming out for Biden and Harris. But you're not going to necessarily hear anything that's going to inspire black people under 50, brown people under 50, white people under 50, uh, independents. It's all going to be Trump is the Antichrist. Jen, do you recall that strategy working in a far, far galaxy away?
1: I, I do not, in fact, recall that strategy working, which is why we've ended up with who we've ended up with. The Democrats continue to just not get it. They don't understand uh, the the people of this country. They're, they're trapped in this bubble of centrism and um, hubris that they just can't see past themselves. And here they are doing it again, of course.
0: So I watched the full Kamala Harris uh, uh, speech. You didn't you were doing an interview, but literally within a minute and a half, within a minute and a half, this is what she had to say.
3: America is crying out for leadership. Yet we have a president who cares more about himself than the people who elected him. A president who is making every challenge we face even more difficult to solve. But here's the good news. We don't have to accept the failed government of Donald Trump and Mike Pence. In just 83 days, we have a chance to choose a better future for our country.
0: So to me, again, I want to be clear. There's nothing necessarily like terrible at, about Kamala Harris's speech, frankly, She speaks a lot better than Joe Biden these days for obvious reasons. So I'm not criticizing her speech. It's not bad, but it's essentially the exact deja vu of Hillary Clinton's speech, Hillary Clinton's campaign. Within a minute and a half, you know, she's already going at Trump. Of course, during a speech where you are running to unseat the incumbent, you're going to want to go after the incumbent while simultaneously talking about what you're for, why, uh, why people should be inspired to come out for you, what your bold vision is going to be once you get rid of this tyrani- tyrannical uh, dictator. That part isn't there. They didn't speak about what they're for. Biden didn't before Kamala Harris spoke today, and Kamala Harris used the buzzwords, those classic neoliberal phrases at the cocktail hours, we need to ensure people have access to affordable health care. So I'm sitting here and I don't care if the RNC puts me on an email list. So be it. Mm. Tr- truth is truth. Are they intentionally trying to lose? Because and we're going to talk about this, Jen. But literally, Nate Silver, who I don't always agree with. Nate Silver just came out with his uh, forecast. Uh, here is what Nate Silver is forecasting. Um, let me get it. Joe Biden has a 71% chance, a 71% chance at winning. Donald Trump has a 29% chance. That might sound good on the surface, Jen, but that's what Hillary Clinton's final odds were in 2016. Now, to be fair, to be fair to Hillary Clinton, um, Biden's odds are at 71 percent in August of 2020. Hillary's odds were at 71 percent in end of October, right before the election. So obviously, Biden still has time to improve his odds. But I kind of think I don't know about you, Jen. It's a five, al- a five alarm fire or a five alarm something. If. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> during a deadly pandemic and a looming depression, Joe Biden has the same odds that Hillary Clinton had in a, on, the, on paper, decent economy. I say on paper because the economy wasn't that great. But on paper, decent economy in 2016. You would think Joe Biden right now would be at 80, 85, 90% odds of winning. But he's at the same exact odds. And I'm not going to read you the whole story. But the accompanying uh, story that Nate Silver wrote was, it's way too soon to count Trump out. So I bring this up, Jen, because he Biden has a lot of Hillary Clinton's old people around him, but he also has a lot of Obama's people around him. And it's remarkable to me. You know, they did. I don't think it's the right pick for all the reasons I outlawed yesterday, outlined yesterday. But all right. They pick somebody that's going to excite the base, but they're not actually running a different campaign. To me, Kamala Harris is kind of like Kim. Kim Kaine, in terms of you already had the people, the people you're exciting right now were already coming out to vote for Joe Biden. The people you are trying to get are the people that Hillary Clinton lost in 2016. That would be, again, I'm going to keep saying these stats. Hillary Clinton lost 5% of the black vote compared to Obama in 2012. She, she had 5% less Latinos come out for her as compared to Obama in 2012. And she had 6% less Uh, age 18 to 29 come out for her in 2016 compared to Obama in 2012. That is who you need to come out in increased numbers if you're going to beat Trump. They could could try and get every Lincoln Project moderate Republican there is in America, (laughs) but but there's not enough to go around. And most of those people are going to vote for Trump or just not vote. So to me, running the exact same campaign Hillary Clinton ran on steroids is not a good idea.
1: Well, it seems like they, they just won't learn their lesson, right? It's it's they made so many mistakes in twenty sixteen. Well, Hillary was a mistake. Pushing her was a mistake. Their Pied Piper strategy to get Trump in the um, Republican slot was a huge mistake, and everyone seems to forget that point. Um, in the the blue MAGA, as everyone's calling them, uh, and and they just again, they're they're trapped in their own bubble. They have no idea what to do. They surround themselves with the very same people who Helped Hillary lose. And of course, yes, they do have Obama people um, who, of course, won twice, but we're in a completely different political landscape than we were in in 2008 or 2012. So they have to know what's going on now. They have to know how to inspire people beyond their base now, and they're just not doing it. Again, their slogan is Build Back Better. Who is that inspiring? Uh, Kamala, she has her K-Hive, who are very ferocious on Twitter and other social media, by the way, way worse than supposed Bernie bros ever have been. But they just got a glowing write up about being a a team or an army behind Kamala. Anyway, um, she she doesn't inspire people like Jordan said, those people who were on the fence or have gone back and forth, there's nothing inspirational there beyond identity politics. Yes, she's a woman. Yes, she's a black woman. Yes, she's also an Indian woman. But beyond identity politics, which is all it takes for Normie Dems to fall in love with a candidate, there's no pool there. There's no pool there for true progressives. There's no pool for for independents, which, by the way, independents are the largest voting bloc in the country. They need to be winning those independents. And, and Bernie Sanders, of course, and Bernie Sanders policies are uh, extremely well liked by independents. But the the Biden Kamala Biden Harris ticket not inspirational i would say she has maybe a little more charisma than um kane did which wouldn't take much like maybe a snail even has better charisma than him but it's there's no inspiration there their campaign is falling flat to it uh (laughs) let
0: me point this other clip uh kamala harris not telling you what they're for telling you trump is the antichrist therefore you have to vote for us
3: and the people are who joe and i will fight for every day in the white house and let me tell you, somebody who has presented my fair share of arguments in court, the case against Donald Trump and Mike Pence is open and shut. Just look where they've gotten us. More than 16 million out of work. Millions of kids who cannot go back to school. A crisis of poverty, of homelessness, afflicting black, brown, and indigenous people the most. A crisis of hunger afflicting one in five mothers who have children that are hungry. And tragically, more than 165,000 lives that have been cut short. Many with loved ones who never got the chance to say goodbye. It didn't have to be this way. Six years ago, in fact, we had a different health crisis. It was called Ebola. And we all remember that pandemic. But you know what happened then? Barack Obama and Joe Biden did their job. Only two people in the United States died. Two. That is what's called leadership. But compare that to the moment we find ourselves in now. When other countries are following the science Trump pushed miracle cures he saw on Fox News. While other countries were flattening the curve, he said the vice would just poof, go away. Quote, like a miracle. So when other countries opened back up for business, what did we do? We had to shut down again. This virus has impacted almost every country. But there's a reason it has hit America worse than any other advanced nation. It's because of Trump's failure to take it seriously from the start.
0: What is amazing to me, and this is why I keep saying, like, almost like they're trying to lose, she's borrowing the same exact cheesy lines she used in her presidential primary campaign. Remember? I'm here to prosecute the case against Donald Trump. She had to drop out before her home state. She was doing that bad. Again, she's not, you know, this she's just not a good campaigner. She's not inspiring. She kinda comes off a little stiff in my view. Um, again, it's a good thing black person a black woman is on the ticket. I think it's historic. But you're literally just taking the same canned cheesy lines that were a major fail when you ran for president. And adopting it as your vice presidential uh, uh, nominee. And taking it to Trump and Pence like, who are you trying to convince? You already, the the people that you're speaking to in this language are already coming out for you. How are you going to sway black people under the age of 50, specifically under the age of 40, brown people under the age of 40. Latinos did, uh, Bernie captured the Latino vote basically. Uh, independence, Basically, just telling them what they already know, Donald Trump is terrible, is not the magic uh, potion to get them to actually take the act to either come out during a pandemic or take the effort to mail in the vote. And that's how you depress turnout. That's how you lose, even if it's by eighty-eight thousand votes. That's how you lose, by the way, when there's going to be... More fuckery than you could ever even imagine. Oh, what Donald Trump and the Republicans are going to try in terms of voter fraud, excuse me, election fraud, tossing out ballots, delays, lawsuits. We're not going to see – there is no way the election is going to be uh, for sure known on election night unless Mm -hmm. Biden were to win by a blowout, which I don't see as happening. So we've already established they are running Hillary Clinton's campaign on steroids – it's
1: down to not reaching out to or appealing to leftists true leftists and progressives they think they don't need them
0: that's no no this is this is giving a middle finger to leftists mm-hmm. i mean tim Kaine was a middle finger to leftists i would say kamala harris is a middle finger to actual progressives because progressives didn't go for her uh during the campaign i mean look at data for data for something polls it's a college age students, she was always ranking very, very low. So they could have, Biden could have even given off the appearance of giving a damn. I mean, Karen Bass isn't my like capital P cup of tea. She's not capital progressive, but she would be better than Kamala Harris. Barbara Lee would be better than Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. It would have cost Biden really nothing to choose somebody uh, along those lines. It's not Nina Turner, but it's better than Kamala Harris. And he chose this. And not only that, to me, Either they're giving, an, giving a middle finger or they truly don't understand the composition of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. You and I have both covered these protests. I would, If you took a poll of the hardcore activists and the hardcore BLM people out there, I don't think Kamala Harris is their top choice for anything. I mean, no. most young people under the age of 40, definitely under the age 30, uh, who are out at these protests either know her record or will find out very quickly. And they're not... The younger generation is not married to the Democratic Party like the older generation. So I think that this is um, – listen, a lot could change. Of course, what's different about now than 2016 is, I mean, we're, we're at 165,000 people dead. Uh, that number is going to keep going up. Um, Trump – I mean, to be clear, Trump has mishandled this and then some, I do think, even though I'm not – a president obama fan i think if he were president during this it would be different we'd still have yeah. a lot of death but at least we'd have some competence we wouldn't have this science denying and sniff hydrochloride and all this craziness so on that i think anybody would be better of course and let's not forget these are real people who are losing their lives and the families uh, wrecked in their wake uh however it's i mean the polls are still i mean I, the national polls right now are showing. Uh, Biden up by eight. That's significant, but it's not 15 to 20. And I just don't see Kamala Harris giving him the big bump he needs. She's a good debater. I think she'll have a good debate against Mike Pence. She's not a particularly uplifting speaker. And they're not running on anything. They're not running on Medicare for all. They're not running on a Green New Deal. They're not running on universal paid sick leave. They're not running on uh, a, a new new deal with a government jobs program to deal with this mass unemployment. They're running on tax credits. They're running on job retraining. They're running on, what did Biden say? Learn how to code? I mean, oh my God. this is like the onion. I wish this were like the onion, but Biden has said things like, you know, people could learn how to code and artificial intelligence. Yeah, you know, the forklift lifter will learn how to code. So I just think well,
1: he's he's really missing this movement, too, because not, you know, of course, with the George Floyd um, murder and Breonna Taylor's murder and so many black people like the murder of so many black people at the hands of police, they're really missing the moment. Joe Biden wants to increase police funding and then he orders the top cop, as Jordan said at the top of the show. They're they don't, they don't they just can't see beyond themselves. They think that everybody's just going to love them and all of their centrist policies and they just don't see it.
0: It's unbelievable. And I also want to draw to your attention. And this is just to me like it's very it's it's sad. But at the same time, it's not shocking at all um where was this oh i lost it let me get it for my twitter by the way while well,
1: keep- you find it i also want to mention in that clip that was the clip that talked about ebola and she's comparing so she's comparing she was saying if you know if Ob- obama handled ebola so much differently and she said what was it only two people got it or only two people died from the u.s i can't remember um and so she's comparing that which is propagandizing the situation in a few ways. Obviously, it's horrible. Trump has murdered so many people by his inaction, by his disgusting propaganda against mask wearing and and good practices to keep the, the spread down. But Kamala is is twisting things very specifically, very strategically in a way that That isn't true. And I think people see beyond that. Like you you can't compare Ebola and COVID.
0: This is so, so emblematic of what's going on. Um, I tweeted this. (laughs) Look at this. Joe Biden's campaign declined to comment when asked if he supports Kamala Harris's plan with Bernie Sanders and Ed Markey to provide $2,000 every month to millions of Americans during the pandemic. Let me let me read. Let me read a little more. Uh, This is from The Washington Post. Uh, Her positions are, I think it's fair to say, a few ticks to the left of where Biden has been. Uh, Yes and no, uh, said David Hopkins, a political scientist at Boston College. Uh, A spokesperson for the Biden campaign declined to comment on whether the campaign supports Harris's effort to provide two thousand dollars monthly checks throughout the crisis, the spokesperson also declined to comment on Harris's Relief Act, which, in addition to banning evictions and foreclosures, would bar landlords from reporting unpaid rent to credit agencies. So basically, Joe Biden's campaign will not even answer if they agree with the vice presidential pick that they chose on giving direct UBI right now or if we should halt evictions. He's going to have a little talking with her. Say, Kamala, I got it. You know, you had to do a little wink and nod to try and get this. You had to, you know, appear more progressive, but no more going, no, no more putting the cart before the horse. We need to get permission before we could put things out, because this is the United Corporations of America, and we're not here to actually provide relief for the working uh, man and woman of America. I just find that so amazing that Biden, I mean, this whole restore the soul of the country, which basically doesn't mean anything. It basically means let's put corruption back where it belongs, in the back room. Let's stop the crazy tweets. Let's stop the racist tweets, but keep everything else the same. The economic order will stay the same. That's what that's telling you by saying, uh, yeah, we're not going to comment on Kamala Harris, actually, in that case, proposing something good.
1: Well, that's what a lot of these uh, centrist Dems told us and these liberals told us. Like, okay, Joe is Joe. He's He won the nomination. Let's all get behind Joe. And they, they all told us, you know, just wait. He'll pick a more progressive uh, vice presidential candidate. Um, you know, and it'll be a woman and it'll be all good. Well, even though Kamala is further left than he is, which doesn't take much at all, He's not commenting on her leftist policies. And even Kamala, you know, she just for campaign reasons came out with a support of Medicare for all early on. She, of course, walked that back. So they always tell progressives, just wait, just wait, like vote against the bad person. Just wait. We'll, you know, we'll make some concessions. It'll work out. You can inch your way towards more progressivism. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work.